This is a Rooster Teeth production. Great. <laughs> Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. I'm Blaine Carter Gibson. I'm Wes. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And I am Blaine Carter Gibson. <laughs> is your middle name really Carter? Yes. It really, you look like a guy whose middle name is Carter. The fuck does that mean? It look <laughs> look at you, and that is what it looks like. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm in a real Halo kick right now. Obviously, Halo Infinite, and one of the Spartans in Halo Reach is named Carter. And I just made that connection the day when my girlfriend made the connection for me, and it's been years since that game came out. The the main character's name in <laughs> Halo is Master Chief. No, but Halo Reach. The one of the the protagonists, not the main character. That's Noble Six. Mm. Carter is the leader of Noble Team. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh-huh. Uh, what took me off guard is it is a really good thing your first name is Blaine yeah. because if your name was John Carter Gibson, yes. you'd be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not John a, Carter like, Gibson. If you had like a like a, yeah. a, like one of the books of the Bible first name Carter Gibson mm-hmm. is like you know watch out uh, post offices because this guy is sending bombs, <laughs> sending <laughs> package bombs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Post offices. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, I, I think I, may, I might have said this on the floor. Or on the floor, uh, I see my time. Uh, I might have said this on the podcast. Uh, before. Might have said this on the uh, podcast before. But I went to I went to high school with a guy. Uh, uh, shouting him out now. Uh, whose name is uh, John Sterling Mansky, which is John like I mean a triple plus yeah. serial killer name. That's a great. That's like a porn star name or a guy. Like you said, going on a, a real rampage. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. ever like have someone from the high school that you went with who just went on to do something like either really fucked up or really cool? You know. Uh, I had a girl in in high school. She got hit by a baseball at a major league baseball game, and she went viral for it. What uh, you think <laughs> real cool is, and what <laughs> I think real cool is, are real this, different. I had this a, is the first example I can think of. I, a, I didn't, wasn't necessarily a friend as acquaintance in high school who. I'm not gonna say his name. Got arrested for throwing a taco at his mom. <laughs> what the fuck? So his mom called the cops on him? Yeah. Oh my god. That see to me, that's real cool. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What fucking guy, what kid is losing his temper so much that he throws a taco at his mom? Was it hard shell? Yeah. <laughs> that has no idea. Mm. That could have been a difference between the, assault. Ups, ups the charge. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. If it was soft shell, it's just that's just ingredients flying around. If it's right, Crunchwrap exactly. Supreme, he's going to yeah, yeah. Uh, gas chamber, no trial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I had anyone. Uh, Steven Strasburg is a major league baseball pitcher, and he went to my high school. But it was like after I graduated when he when he was like a freshman, so I missed him. And then Dat Fan, the guy who won the first season of. Last comic standing, he was right before I was a freshman. He graduated, I guess. Okay. So. <clears throat> oh, that, yeah, so I got real cool on either side, and that's it. My buddy Brett Thiel went on to Broadway. He was a really fucking cool guy. I think he's doing well for himself now. He did have a stint as one of the Spider-Men in the, the Broadway Spider-Men. Uh, really? Turn off the dark? Turn off the Turn dark? Turn off the dark, yeah. Wow. But the guy was, like, crazy athletic. Like Jack. Uh-huh. Oh, the, uh, a girl I went to high school with, Alexis, is like was part of the ensemble original. Los Angeles, Texas. Hamilton. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> Hamilton cast. <laughs> oh, fuck! I knew a Hamilton cast member too. Oh, shit. Oh man, that it's January sixth performance was great. <laughs> and all we've been doing is making just dumb videos for the internet. Yeah, all these people us. going on doing cool stuff like <laughs> Spider Man, turn off the dark. <laughs> when you say the January sixth performance was great, do you mean the Lin Manuel Miranda performance, or yeah, do you mean Obama. a year earlier? That January 6th mm. performance. 
Okay, so I'm unclear, but was this Do you mean like... the performance by the Capitol Steps or on the Capitol Steps? <laughs> was this... One and two and three. <laughs> did, did that actually happen? Because I, I can't... I don't have the cringe capacity did, to did, watch it. Did, yes. What happened? January did, 6th? Na, 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 no, yeah, that no, obviously they happened. the Capitol. So cringe. That's what happened. <laughs> so no, what if, what if this is me outing myself as like, guys, I don't know if that happened or not. No, did, did Hamilton perform on January really 6th? I heard yeah. it was just like a tourist thing, right? Like, it was that big of a You deal. mean, did Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, deliver a speech on the anniversary? Yes. yes. Yeah, it, that was it a performance? Yeah, it was like through Zoom, and it was Nancy Pelosi, right? Yeah, 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 Introducing yeah, yeah. it. It feels like an SNL bit. Like, yes, you watch yeah. it, it's like Nancy Pelosi. You think it's like, uh, I'm blanking on all SNL cast right now, but it's yeah, like... Kate McKinnon. Yeah, it's like Kate Cecily McKinnon Strong. being like, and Lin-Manuel, and it's like, uh, Rami Malek playing Lin-Manuel or something, but yeah. It, it really was like... Having all these people come together in remembrance of January 6th was fucking insane to me to begin with. Yeah. Like, guys, one year ago, they almost succeeded. We did nothing to prevent this. <laughs> Here's the guy who made Hamilton. It just it was seems, wild. It seems like a weird commemoration thing. Yes! Like, we should just kind of leave it in the- This is- we're on the left, so we're like speaking from that side where even we're like, that's kind of cringe. Oh, it was bone-chilling. Oh, it was just awful. Like, ladies and gentlemen, we as a nation who give $750 billion to defense spending couldn't, <laughs> couldn't stop a bunch of rich dentist and boat salesmen <laughs> from taking a selfie in a fucking rotunda one of these days. Well, you gotta, I mean, that's on you guys. Like, it's, I'm sorry. It's been one year <laughs> since one this year occurred. Since... You're welcome. Did you guys, you guys know who All Gas No Breaks is? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Channel 5. Uh, they did an interview with the shaman. Oh, I watched it. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was so crazy. <laughs> it's like, they called him in jail. And man, that guy, All Gas No Breaks guy, it was Andrew... See the tall kind of weird guy? Yeah, 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 but yeah, he just kind of yes-ands everything. Yeah, it, yeah so yeah, he is great. a, like, suspiciously good interviewer. Mm -hmm. He just lets people go. Yeah. And man, it's just watching people... Like, he's, like, just holding the rope, and then the people go, thank you so much for this rope, and then just start fucking tying it. Just tying it, and then, like, pulling the ladder over, and then hooking it, and just, they just, they're climbing, and just watching people just hang themselves. He just has the capacity wild. to, like, let them continue to talk, because he does, has no cringe, like, he, I, sorry, cringe is such a fucking bad word. It's a cringe word. Uh, he <laughs> just, he just doesn't cringe. get uncomfortable by it, and yeah. he just, it just doesn't, it just bounces right off yeah. of him. No, yeah, yeah. just so, uh, just an, an oily hide that just it yeah. rolls right, right off. <laughs> he was on like H3 and he was talking about how uh, part of his tactic is he just, he is like an ally of whoever he's next to. Yeah. Like it could be an awful person. He's standing there and he makes that person feel very like welcomed. Yeah. And, I, they, and, and somehow they start rapping. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's definitely like he's not sitting in judgment. He does right. a very good job exactly. of not sitting in judgment. But I think you as the viewer are still looking at him and going like, we're definitely on the same page here. Yeah. <laughs> Chet Hanks is not on the same page with us. Right, right. <laughs> that is, that's how that feels. Uh, also, Chet Hanks. Uh, he's the white boy summer guy, right? Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. the one that always has. Like, yeah, he's got. Like, come on, guys, we're having some rules, and rigs. Yeah. He's got. He's got uh, uh, a big time Marlboro voice. Yeah. How? What happened? Where he's Tom Hanks' son. Because the other one got all the talent. Yeah, Colin Hanks. Colin yeah. got all the talent. But Chet, is, I think, isn't Chet also from Rita... Uh, Repulsa. Yeah. Uh, isn't, <laughs> isn't, isn't Chet Hanks from a previous marriage? Like, that's not... What? That's not... 
or from another relationship. Really? Like that's not uh, Tom Hanks's uh, flesh and blood. Really? Could be wrong. No hey, allegedly, I don't know. Shit, well, welcome Tom to the Hanks. Rooster Teeth podcast. This is pre-recorded, so if we're wrong about any of this, I don't care. His mom <laughs> is. <laughs> Rita sorry, yeah, no, it's Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. By who's? By God's divine He's hand. the third child of Tom Hanks. Third? Oh, I didn't know they had three kids. And the first child <laughs> born to Hanks and it. actress Rita Wilson. Wait, 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 wait. So Tom Hanks is like five kids then? <clears throat> what? How many what? kids? Yeah. Four. He has four kids, including Colin and Chet. I don't know why they... Someone's editing the Wikipedia page right now. Nicholas back there going, ah, <laughs> Yeah, but he's taking a long time yeah. to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> There was, uh, there was like, I think it was when Tom Hanks got COVID and Chet took it upon himself to make an announcement video. Yes, yeah. And he was shirtless. And yeah. He was like showing off his tats. He's like, guys, it's true. <laughs> Dad's got COVID. We're <laughs> thoughts and prayers. And yeah. It was just like, what are you doing, And I bro? think that was the world's introduction to Chet Hayes. And Chet Hayes? <laughs> yeah. And he, and he goes off in like a Jamaican accent. Yeah, he, he does, he does, um... <sighs> Good for oh, him. What is it? A Adri pat he does patois? Yeah, a patois. He does yeah. Adrian Brody's uh, introduction uh, on uh, SNL. He does uh, meet Joe. He does Brad Pitt and meet Joe Black when he's at the hospital and he's talking to like the old woman. And he does. Pat Have you seen that? He does. Uh, yeah. He does yeah. like the whole accent, and you're like, "This is 1996. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what happened here?" And it was very weird. I don't know. Uh, Brad Pitt too handsome. Too handsome. You see those photos of him? Those black and white photos of him fly fishing when he was like 20. It's pretty. Did safe. you post one? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. no, I, yeah. sorry. I can only get two erect. I yeah. can't. I can't. I, I've got pants integrity to maintain. I think. I think Brad Pitt is too handsome to be a character actor, and that's sad for him. Oh uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because man, when he gets to play a character, he fucking rules. He's oh. fun to watch. Play like Inglorious mm. Bastards. Like he gets to do that stuff. Th even like Burn After Reading. I don't really oh. like Burn After Reading, but watching him just Personal sort of like trainer. go is like a lot of fun. Absolutely. But the problem is when he's in movies with other people, you just go, "Well, that's he can't Brad just Pitt. he can't just be on screen like." That. Yeah, yeah, I Brad Pitt is also. I feel like my my friend Kath was saying the same thing about uh, Oscar Isaac. Like anytime oh. Oscar Isaac is in a movie. I'm immediately taken out of it because every other character should be like going <laughs> <laughs> What? Mm -hmm. That's the handsomest man I've ever seen. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like you're too good looking to be like husband. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like, you just, like <laughs> right. what, what are you husband. doing? Like you should be like you know, it's walking the streets of Venice. Yeah. Like just looking too good. Then there's the dude who was like he was like the guy that was giggling at Batman and Dark Knight whenever he caught him. Yeah. And then he was also like the he's, bad guy in Prisoners. He's, he's in all these Villeneuve movies. He's a polka dot. He's polka dot man. He's he's like just like weird enough looking yeah. that he fits any role, and it's like that's the same actor. Yeah, it's so fucking I good. I think he was super on meth or heroin. Good for him. Yeah, we can't get sued for libel here, right? Let's find out. Okay, allegedly, uh, but because Wait, I think because he, I think he's like sober. Because I thought I saw like a like a speech that he gave at like a sober like summit sure, thing. Sure, sure, sure. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, I really like him as an actor. He's very, he has like an interesting look, and every time he's a character, I 
forget that he's a human man and I just go, I buy this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him in Prisoners, oh my god. Yeah, I, Prisoners I, in general. I think that the movie's incredible. Yeah. Um, I miss when movies could have ugly people in them, but not just be like ugly people. Licorice Pizza. They, oh man, that has, boy. <laughs> is it just a bunch of ugly people or what? It's, uh, it's Philip Seaman Hoffmore's kid is in Seymour. it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, Philip Seaman. He's a... Uh, <laughs> Seaman Hoffmore? That's just yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think there was a, I think it was Venus or Serena Williams was asked in an interview, what's your favorite actor? And she said Philip Seaman Hoffmore. And it was all of us at Mega64 going, well, that's his name now. Wow. <laughs> Stuck. Uh, yeah, he's, that kid is uh, very good. He's a very good actor. Um, he's supposed to be 15 and we have the same hairline. And it's like, boy, <laughs> boy, dude, it's really something. I watched, uh, what was it? Uh, Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah. Spider-Man. No, I was, I've been watching, like, uh, a lot of, like, TCM stuff on uh, HBO Max. Like, I watched Breathless, this Godard movie. From oh, incredible. And, and it's a very good movie. And um, a couple of people are very attractive, and then everyone else is just human people that I feel like they just yeah. found. And went, yeah. you want to be in this movie? Uh, that Was it uh, Diary of a, I don't know, The Killing of a Chinese Bookie yeah. I watched last night? And that has no attractive people whatsoever yeah. in the entire 180 minutes or whatever. It's, Man. Like, it's like some casting director in the 90s saw yes. James Dean and was like, Everyone should look like. And why does yeah. everyone yeah. look yeah. this good? Right. Like, exactly. Like, oh. Clint Eastwood. They're like that guy's fucking handsome. Yeah. 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 But then, I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, but like, it used to be like with with like Breathless, it's like, oh, okay, you have like maybe your leads are attractive or handsome mm -hmm. or, or like what what have you. But now, like, the like guy adjusting his tie in background yeah. is like model quality. Like everyone is yep. good looking. Like yeah. very rare to see just like kind of bit parts or background actors populated by just like human people and mm -hmm. also like you know this happened i would say probably mid mid nine mid late 90s where everyone got the same kind of good looking because everyone fixed their teeth like mm. everyone got fucking caps and veneers and like it just like leveled the playing field in yeah. terms of because like a like brad pitt with like fucked up teeth is still like Super handsome, mm -hmm. but much more Characteristics. like much yeah. more like of a character actor that he's like born to play. But like Brad Pitt with perfect teeth, you're like it's too good look. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what what do you you're you're not burn after reading guy. No, you, although although that character would have weirdly capped teeth. Yeah, but like, I wouldn't buy him as like this like crazy you know drill sergeant from Inglorious Bastards who like right. raised yeah. in the mountains. Yeah, in an era when no one had perfect, everyone yeah. smoked seven yeah. packs a day. It's like, like, I mean, it's like Boba Fett. That's the thing that throws me off about Boba Fett. See, whenever he's talking, mm -hmm. he's got perfect white teeth. Big like old veneers. Oh, and I'm like, interesting. The Sarlacc sucked right. off all it's of like the, 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 the teeth. Yeah. The yeah. Decayed his skin, cleaned his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Hey everybody, this episode of the RT Podcast is brought to you by Purple. And I'm not talking about the color, I'm talking about the mattress. Hey, if uh, one of your New Year's resolutions is to sleep better, it's time to give up on all those gimmicks out there and just get the good stuff, a purple mattress. Uh, that's because only purple mattresses have the Gel Flex Grid, a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat, so you're staying cool. Uh, that means you're cool all night, uh, your back and legs are supported, your shoulders, neck, and hips are all cushioned. Oh, it's like sleeping on a cloud. Uh, Gel Flex Grid also bounces back as you move and shift so you don't feel stuck like you can with memory foam. Uh, you know how everybody here at RT Podcast loves Purple Mattress. Gus talks about his all the time, even off-air. He's saying he's sleeping like an angel. So imagine Gus on a Purple Mattress. That's the best-selling point I can give. 
Uh, getting a great night's sleep starts with a great mattress. So get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash teeth10 and use code teeth10. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash teeth10, code teeth10. For 10% off any order of $200 or more. Once again, purple.com slash teeth10, promo code teeth10. Terms apply. Thank you, Purple. Uh, is that Boba Fett show good? Okay, episode one, pretty fucking rough. I don't like, yeah. I thought episode one was bad, like, little Darth Vader, and like, oh, like, why would you have Qui-Gon Jinn? <laughs> no, that wasn't, it was, it was a flashback of the Battle of Geonosis. It was like when he was baby Boba, and his dad had just died. Baby Boba. The intro's cool, but I just feel like the rest of the episode isn't great, and then episode two. Uh-huh. Fucking slaps. Fucking slaps. And the Tusken I Raiders Fucking it's like, rule. It's like dances with wolves. But oh, stars. really? So, yeah. That's so very cool. They're yeah. doing this thing I with like Star that. Wars. That sentence just sold me on wanting yeah. to see that. It's yeah. actually, I have a better comparison. So they're doing this okay. thing I with mean, Star I mean, like, I just said this one was really no, good. No, 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 no. I no. liked it, yeah. and it made me want to watch it. Here it is. Here it is. No, Lawrence of Arabia. That's that's what I they like, did. Well, I like Wesley's more. There's a train. because there's a desert. And there's no, there's a fucking train in indigenous people that he has to, like, unite. Anyways, Star Wars is doing this thing, and they did this with one of our favorite movies, Sorcerer, where they're like, Hey, there's this movie that no one fucking watched uh -huh. back in 77 because Star Wars came out and everyone was watching yep. our shit. <laughs> yep. We're gonna make it, but in Star Wars, and they did that in The Mandalorian. Yeah, interesting. God, I rewatched Sorcerer the other day. You're a maniac. I've it's never, so, it's so fucking good. It's, it's it is so good. You, uh, Blaine, Eric, and Drew Saplin and I went mm. and saw it at the draft house in the before, like, b b before the pandemic. Like, mm. I feel like... Kind of right. Before it was the like right. It right was like right before, before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the draft house had uh, was showing it. We went and saw it, and like that was my first time seeing it, not on a crappy VHS tape, like seeing it in the theater. Mm -hmm. God damn, it's so fucking I've good. Never even score heard of that movie. score yeah. by Tangerine Dream, who, yeah. in my opinion, should score all movies. Yeah, yeah, just was, all movies scored and by Tangerine Dream. They're still doing shit. They made yeah. the, the soundtrack for Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's just it's a movie. Imagine like it's. Two trucks filled with nitroglycerin, and they gotta go through like what is it, Colombia? Yeah, it's like so, the jungle, like the deep jungle, and mm -hmm. they can't move the truck too much, or else it'll fucking explode. It oh. is the most intense movie. You're just like puckering your butthole. Uh, yeah, I wasn't ready I for. That. We talked about how intense it was. It, it, Wages of Fear is yeah. um, the original, and it was, I guess, remade into Sorcerer. And you watch this movie, and the whole beginning does a good job of lulling you into like. Learning who these people are, but not in, like a very deep way, and you're just sort of like, okay, I'm on board. And then they get into like the meat of the movie, and I think I was sitting like this for most of it. And then the rest of the movie, I was sitting like this. You were just, like, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. it was, it's yeah, so it, intense. It had, like the perfect setup for a movie. It's just like a bunch of criminals who have like fled to South America yeah. to avoid extradition mm. are. Like given the uh, like the, the opportunity, it's like, hey, there's this oil rig out in the middle of the jungle that's like on fire, and we need to dynamite out. to like blow it to cap it to blow it up mm -hmm. to shut it down. But we can't get like helicopters can't get out there because like the wind shear is too bad. Like they'll absolutely it'll absolutely blow up. So we're giving you like we need like five volunteer, four volunteers to drive these trucks, and if you do it for us, you'll like get ten thousand dollars and your visas. Mm -hmm. So they're wow. like. 
okay, then we can be official citizens in this, like, country and we don't have to, like, take these, like, shitty-ass jobs. And so then it's, like, bum, 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 just, like, <laughs> driving trucks through, like, the worst roads. I mean, it's, roads is, like, even, yeah. like, giving it, a, like, a lot of credit. It's so good. It's yeah, one cool. of my favorites. I, I, think, I think you'll love it. Wes. Yeah. There's yeah, a scene to, it, yeah. this is the last thing I'll say because I don't want to spoil anything else, but, like, to test whether or not the drivers are worth a shit, mm -hmm. they have a glass of water on the dash and if it shakes too much and you can see that it's shaking, it's like, well, this guy's not going to do. Wow. And I remember uh, I put a glass of water in my cup holder with my Jeep and just like was seeing like, am I am I good enough as a driver? <laughs> to, 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 to it's fantastic. But like yeah, case cool. in point, though, Roy Schreider's the lead in that. Yeah. That guy's like not super. No, attractive. And that's I think that's like a big thing is what we're talking about. Like people could just be like really good actors. Like you, you used to be able to just be in a band and be like kind of gross looking. Video um, killed the radio star, baby. Yeah. And then now it's <laughs> you're one of your favorite bands. Steely Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody um, in that band. Do Donald Fagan is a little monster man. And it is <laughs> it, incredible. Yeah. Incredible band. Um, but man, what a performance. What what a Watch the movie and then read about what happened when they made the movie and then just go, how'd they do this? Yeah. That's oh. how I feel about, uh, have you guys seen African Queen? No. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I was reading about the behind the scenes of how they made that movie and it was, mm. it's, the, it's the movie that inspired Walt Disney to make The Jungle Cruise. Wait, is that the, oh, wow. I think I might have actually seen this. Is it the one that, it's the boat, the tugboat and he's trying to get, just trying to get down the river, basically. Like, down, I've seen down that down one, the Nile. Yeah. yeah, it's it's Humphrey Bogart in like the fifties or something like that. And he's uh, like dating like a Mormon missionary lady or something. Yeah, right? she's like there for the ride. I uh, don't remember the details. It's been a long time. But you guys um, just described the Jungle Cruise movie. Yeah, except exactly. It's the Rock. Well, yeah, no. Walt Disney just totally <laughs> ripped yeah. off uh, African. Queen, That's so funny. But How crazy! But it's on Amazon yeah. and it is so good and so entertaining. Mm -hmm. And the stakes are like it's all simple. It's just a simple story. But they shot it in Africa in the 50s yeah. and they were like camping because they were shooting it chronologically down the river. Yeah. Like, yeah. This day we're shooting down the Nile or whatever for like seven hours and then we're going to camp and hope that we don't get diseases from these mosquitoes. Yeah. And yeah. Like, so continuity on wardrobe was like a breeze. Right, exactly. yeah. Something that you couldn't get an insurance company to underwrite yeah. ever if today. Ever, right? like, no. They're like, no, 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 no. That, okay, so apparently like the 70s was the time for like crazy directors to make movies down there for yeah. like no money mm -hmm. and just like the most dangerous thing because two other movies that I'll highly recommend both uh, uh, Werner Herzog movies Fitzcarraldo oh, and yeah. Aguirre of the Wrath of God mm -hmm. both of which were made the exact same way it's just like uh, no we're gonna I'm gonna get my Klaus Kinsey the craziest actor I can possibly find and uh, a bunch of like native people and go down there and without like permits or anything and yeah. just make a movie yep and like move a boat, like Fitzcarraldo is about moving a like boat over a mountain, and oh. they actually moved a yeah. boat. Oh my! It's like over it's a mountain. Phenomenal! It's, it's a, phenomenal. And like oh, the shit. movie, the movies are incredible, and even more incredible are the documentaries about mm -hmm. how they made those movies. That's like are shit. equally just like these are these are maniacs. Yeah. These are maniacs yeah. that had like <laughs> half a million dollars and went to South America and, and made a movie. You can just listen to uh, Werner Herzog just say stuff. I fucking love Werner Herzog. Yeah, too. the jungle is coward. It's my favorite Star Wars character. Oh, cool. <laughs> my favorite. Show oh, me mine's Bill Burr. Show me the child. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you seen the figures that they've put out for these characters? Oh, I bet he looks can like get, shit. You can get like a Bill Burr action figure, and you can get a Werner Herzog action figure, <laughs> and they're <laughs> Star Wars. You pull a little button, he goes, ah, I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see oh, the, I made it. the King of Staten Island, the Pete Davidson, Bill Burr movie that came out last no, year? No, I don't. I didn't want to look at. Okay, we're talking about people who can be ugly in movies. They're allowed to be ugly. They're intentionally ugly, and that's not the same. Not the same. <laughs> they like, are. They do their best to go out of their way to look that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. There's the Bill the, Burr action. Hold it up for figure. your camera. He looks like dog shit. He's like <laughs> 
It's like the worst G.I. Joe. You can buy that. That's cool. You can get it. You don't want that? Charles oh. Bronson's another dude. Sorry, there's like peeps, someone, some young guy listening to this podcast is like, who the fuck are you talking about? Well, this is how you learn. <laughs> this is how you learn. Yeah. So you, get you have to sit around and listen culture. to the old heads go, do you ever see this? Do you ever see that? <laughs> Charles Bronson's a dude who was like not an attractive man. No. But that guy fucking kicked ass. Yeah. And he was short. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. I watched some of the fourth Death Wish. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like a week or so ago. And I couldn't really stomach it. Not because it's so violent. It's just that, like, so the si- it's yes, the situations yep. that are like put forth are like, this is what. Why is he doing this? Mm-hmm. And it's like so. It is really like in the eighties. They just wanted you to be scared that at any point gangs will kidnap your family right now. I mean, that so here they come. The the from it started with dirty harry because mm-hmm. this was all reactionary poli- like all the reactionary politics uh, of the right wing got like sub- like subsumed into movies because mm-hmm. it was post 60s it was post like everybody's like free love and all this stuff yes. and so then that re- the, the the cultural reaction to that was to make like fucking vigilante cop movies yes. of the 70s and 80s <laughs> yeah. and then so yeah then that's how you got your like death wishes your dirty harry's your magnum forces mm-hmm. where it's just like i get fucking results yeah. and i'm just like <laughs> the I'm audience d- is like yeah, yeah. Are, that's, just, but that's what it's for it's for people it's for your dad's friends to go fuck yeah the way he fucking killed that guy Fuck yeah! There's also in every <laughs> dirty executed Harry. him without a trial. <laughs> it's like, whoa, hold on. And he throws his badge at the end, and then he's back in the second one. But yeah, in every Dirty Harry movie, he always has a speech about how like, I don't need a female cop partner. Mm-hmm. That's just like you just put her on the Forster numbers, and then it's like the he he always gets like a diverse you know partner, uh-huh. and he always has a rant about why he doesn't want him. And it's like Dirty Harry, chill the fuck out, bro. Crazy. <laughs> the guy the guy who made Gran Torino. <laughs> <laughs> is is, pre- is Predator just Gran Torino or not Gran Torino? Dirty Harry in space. Well, Predator. Well, Predator's not doesn't take in, place, place in space. space. Predator's oh, actually not a different planet. It's not a white savior know, film. I'm just, I'm just fucking. With you. Like, <laughs> oh no, I'm thinking Gran Torino. That's you go, <laughs> fuck. Now, all you can think about is Gran Torino. Uh, <laughs> Predator, incredible movie that when we watched um, for your birthday and a big. Screen projector. Yeah, that was fun. That was it was fun. very fun. Um, it was the first time I watched it, what you would call sort of against the grain, where um, <laughs> sober. <laughs> no, that's on the grain. Uh, where I, you're looking for kind of like people saying things without saying things or hinting at character sort of motivations without being explicit about them, and that's I think we talked about it later. Where it's uh, Jesse Ventura. And, uh, Bill Duke. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just went, are they lovers in this movie? And had watched it like that for the first time. And I went, I think they are. Yeah. Because they're giving each other so much shit. But like, Bill Duke fucking loses his he, mind when in, Blaine dies. In a way where, like, it's not regular. Well, this takes us this takes us to another thing which is so which is so fascinating about like the hyper masculine movies mm-hmm. of the 80s 90s and even in music because like the the actual logical like and my, my friends were talking about this on another podcast that just like when things get so hyper masculine mm-hmm. they become homosexual like you get this like it, the natural like peak of that mm-hmm. is coming like 
it's just it's it's man love like yeah. and so like that makes perfect sense like yeah. their relationship in that in that movie like if you look at it from that way you're like oh yeah absolutely I, yeah i think you could have sold that idea to bill duke and he would have been like <laughs> yes I, I will use that in my yes. performance uh-huh if you told that to jesse, jesse ventura, ventura no. he would have fucking killed you yeah. no no he would have like loaded real bullets in that <laughs> minigun and like like turned you into pink mist in Bro, the wind if you like, want to watch something that's as entertaining as predator watch the bts for predator oh it is like they they do this whole thing where they're like fucking with each other where mm -hmm. they're like i would go to the gym at 4 a.m so that no one else could see me work out so that i could show up on the set the next day looking fucking huge and then everyone else is in their brain thinking is that all natural and like they would just destroy like there was like a producer who would be like hey i should come work out with you guys and then it's like schwarzenegger and jesse ventura insane just destroying carl this weathers carl weathers yeah. oh there's a shot in that movie where they're pulling a tree up with rope, it, and Carl, it's just a shot of Carl. The only reason arm. they do that scene is so everyone can flex <laughs> as big as they can. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 100%. And, like, there's not baby oil in the jungle, yeah. but they would sure they would sure convince you that it just flows from the tree. Yeah, the baby oil tree. Yeah. Oh, my God. There, even the guy that plays Billy... Mm -hmm. uh, was so fucking crazy that they had to have like on-set guards to make sure he didn't just fuck shit up. That's awesome. Because he was just like he was just a out there guy. That's cool. Uh, and then uh, throw throw a mountain of cocaine into the mix yeah. on set. That was probably just like. God, there sure are a lot of mirrors on every surface <laughs> of this production studio. So, like John McTiernan, that is that is my favorite movie. I'll say that. With, of course, yeah, like, it's hands down my favorite movie. John McTiernan is such a good fucking director. He did Die Hard. He did a bunch of other mm -hmm. awesome movies. Yeah. I just saw Die Hard for the first time. Did you really? Did you really? Oh wow! Yeah. I showed yeah. it to my girlfriend. Did you, for the did you watch it because it was Christmas? My dad was like, "This is my favorite Christmas movie." I'm like, "Okay." Mm -hmm. And then right. I watched it. I'm like, "This is not a Christmas movie." Right? No, no. It just happens <laughs> to take place over Christmas. Uh, the but whole argument. There's, but there's Christmas music in awesome. the soundtrack. <laughs> but fucking awesome movie. It is great. Die Hard rules. Oh yeah, it's Die Hard's still a blast. Should I watch the sequels? There's sequels, right? You can skip the second one and watch the third one. No, second one's. Awesome. Third one's great. Samuel Jackson. You can skip oh. the second one and watch the uh, second third one's fun. one. Okay. Anyway, continue your thought. Uh, uh, I, 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 I can't. John remember. McTiernan. Oh, so he went to prison for tax evasion. I think he is getting out or out. I hope he directs another movie. I hope oh, so. he definitely will. He's he definitely so will. fucking good Dude. about prison. <laughs> about getting out of prison. It's it's Hollywood. Once you're kind of in and you have like a name, you might not ever get to like. The level that you were at at one point, but someone will give you money to do something again. The, the right. guy that does the voice of Optimus Prime did the Predator sound effects, and he has a story about how he had uh, throat blood or something because he'd been wrecking his vocal cords by doing all these low voice characters. And then they brought him in for a Predator, and he was like, I wanted to like ease off of just destroying my vocal cords. Yeah. So he's like doing all the, you know, all this stuff. And there's a story they tell us at a panel where John McTiernan's like across. And he's like, he can't hear it in the recording booth, and he, like, throws the fucking script, and he's having a fit because he can't hear what the fuck he's doing. And he comes out, and then he hears him do the thing, and he's just like, that's the coolest shit ever. And oh, that's awesome. Like, Let's record it. I have a video I need to show you. This is so stupid to be, talk about it because I can't show it now. But it's a video that my buddy took at IHOP, like, 10 years ago uh -huh. of me pouring a coffee, like, pouring the cup, the mug of coffee. And it was just low enough to where it was splashing every time it hit the lid. Uh -huh. And it just sounded exactly like the Predator. <laughs> and after this airs, I'll post it on Twitter. It's the funniest awesome. video. I was going to ask you, what's the consensus from the Predator community on Prey? 
right? Is that the new one? Oh, so I'm doing a. F- uh, oh yeah, I don't. Have you talked about this on the podcast? Wait, what? It's going direct to Hulu. I was okay. telling them a while ago. I'm doing an experiment with my girlfriend where she. I'm going to show her Predator, and I'm not telling her that Prey is a sequel or spiritual successor prequel okay. to Predator, and I'm going to see at what point she will know. Is this a Predator movie? <laughs> That's I'm very excited. That's sick. They keep. They've made a bunch of Predator movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there's the Robert Rodriguez one, right? The Predators. That's, I, in my opinion, the second best one. Okay. Was that the newest one? That's No, the newest one was The Predator, uh-huh. and that was uh, Shane Black. Shane Black. Man, oh, that was Shane Black. I, 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 I kind of even like Predator 2 that takes place in L.A. just because it's Oh, that's so, a weird, that's I've a ne- weird one. It's one. a weird one, but I like it just because it's so fucking weird and grimy and oh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, because like... Again, reactionary movies. It was just like, L.A. is a crater of crime. Yeah. <laughs> and we just need to People make... are living in the sewers. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the footage they show and, like, the way that you would de- – the way that Predator 2 depicts L.A. at the time looks like – it, it was just like a bombed out war zone. Yeah. Yeah. Like people were dodging Uzi fire yeah. <laughs> everywhere yeah. in the city to get like groceries. Yeah, it's, it's just, and and I like that that imagery has really stayed with dads uh, up until even now. Even now, when they like, think of Los Angeles, they're like, yeah. "Well, we're not going there." Yeah, and like their son's gonna like go to UCLA, yeah. and they're <laughs> like, "Well, I don't, I don't know." <laughs> I, don't know I, heard, I heard it's a city full of uh, predators. <laughs> yeah, this exactly. isn't a fucking joke. Like, when anytime I've gone to another city, my parents keep in mind whatever pop culture. Of course. Yeah. So whenever I went to like Mexico for a destination wedding, they were like. <sighs> Son, you got to be safe out yep, there. And I was, like, I was going out to nightclubs. Yeah, it is like Mexico rocks. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. that's because I I re- I don't know what happened to people's brains, but I feel like our our generation are much more comfortable going to other cities, other places, other countries. Mm-hmm. And whatever, I don't know what happened between because maybe it was pre sixties, pre seventies. There was a much more like see the country, drive around, go to different countries. It was very much like travel but then like that weird period between like 70s and through the 90s like it was just like be scared of everywhere else in the world yep. be yeah. scared of every other city and just like that very thing and maybe it was the movies mm-hmm. that just portrayed like every i mean even up through it's like news. T- even even up, i yeah. mean it's the new it's the local yeah, news yeah. it's it's the local news and it's like the year i mean even up movies even up through taken mm-hmm. where it's just yeah. like yeah you want to go to prague i hope you like getting like sex trafficked yeah, yeah. because that's exactly what happened the second you step off the plane I'm, I had family that was even worried about me going to Japan. Japan's the safest. I I was out at like it's eleven the sa- safest place I've ever been. I think uh, anywhere. It was eleven p.m. and a mom and her like two kids who were like 15, 20 feet away riding their bicycles mm-hmm. like in the dead of night, and they were just like whatever, having a great time. I like hammered walking down alleys at like two or three in the morning. Yeah. It, no one fucking with you anywhere in like Tokyo, in like Tokyo, mm-hmm. in Kyoto, like anywhere. It was everything was safe there. Yeah. Everything felt safe. But very much like. It's so funny the way you think of it is like, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go to Los Angeles for a few days. Like, well, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to buy you a bulletproof vest. Yeah, you're gonna be <laughs> going down there. And like, you go there, it's beautiful. Yeah, you're, and you're in fine. West Hollywood going to Sweet Green yeah. and getting your jumbo yeah, juice. It's like, yeah, totally exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's it's local news that would have you believe that like every single yeah. like city on the yeah. planet is just a, a fucking war zone. I, I think, and you can point it, I think LA and New York in the 70s and 80s where. Until Giuliani came and cleaned it up, it, that New, <laughs> New York was Stab Alley, USA. I mean, it was the movie The Warriors. Yeah, you to go to, to go Dude. anywhere, you were fighting. Like, that's a great that is a flick. classic. That is, that's a classic dad movie. Seventy nine. Dads 
love the Warriors. It's a classic Blaine movie. I yeah, love that. Oh, it's a great, it's a great fucking movie. Yeah, it's what awesome. are you trying to say? Yeah. I'm, just <laughs> I'm having a baby. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, again, a movie chock-a-bock full of the ugliest people you've ever seen in they your are. life. Yep. Just like 70s ugly character actor mm -hmm. weirdos and it makes that movie you put i think there's one handsome guy it's like the lead it's the lead. The, the lead is like the one handsome guy in the warriors the rest monsters mm -hmm. wall-to-wall -wall monsters and that makes perfect sense if you get even a little bit more handsome in that movie it doesn't make sense yeah you just you need all these gangs of just like yeah just gargoyles uh, just prowling <laughs> the streets i think the best character in that movie is ajax who's the brown-haired guy who gets uh taken by the cops in the uh in the uh park he's the guy who wears like the fingerless gloves and he's like the big tough he's like he's the, the brawler tough, like, yeah he's the brawler and he might be like as big as wet like he's <laughs> not bigger than anyone else in the movie yeah oh he's why, slim he's, he's tiny baby why is he the brawler he's got the vo the it's so <laughs> weird and then also he went on to be in like a lot of, he, that guy was in like a lot of he's like in sex in the city he's in like a lot of stuff he was a character he actor was, for like years he was raiden that. in mortal kombat 2 he was the replacement wild oh, wow. wild that's so crazy this has been a good podcast so far. <laughs> yeah <laughs> when we were talking about predators it's it is cool i uh, I never saw the, the Predator, the one, the Shane Black one. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it, how crazy! Like, has there ever been a movie where a person was in a movie a guy in the 80s in it and then, and then directed like one 40 years later or right? whatever? Like, insane. That 30 uh, years has that ever that's, happened? That's had to have happened. That, I know it's that, cra it's crazy. I think of that a lot yeah. because he made. It's not like he only made the Predator. He made a lot of yeah. movies. It's just weird that he's in Predator. Well, yeah. the story is that they brought him on to do punch-ups on the script uh -huh. for Predator 1, mm. the first one. And then he didn't really do much, but then part of the way to sweeten I the like deal is they were like, hey, we'll <laughs> let you play this guy in this movie. And he was like, yeah, fuck yeah. The, the thing that pisses me off is that Shane Black's character could have had a beret. That he should have had in my head he has a beret. To like to like to make everyone look different, like like a set of yeah. G.I. Joes. They're all like completely different looking. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, nah, Hawkins will it's just the, it's, won't have a beret. It's, it's the Matt Groening uh school of uh, designing characters, make everyone identifiable by their silhouette. Yep. So you yeah. can look at their silhouette and know exactly who they are. Yeah. yeah. It's a great principle of design. It really works. Like it's like, yeah, give them a beret. We'll yeah. stick out from everybody else. Like you'll know. Yeah. There's a cartoon that's on right now on Adult Swim uh called Smiling Friends. That is, man, it's fucking weird. It is just bizarre. It's really good, and it does that super well. Where yeah. every character is just weird and it's an ugly cartoon, but not in like that Rick and Morty way of like, well, everything has to look like Rick and Morty now. It, right. It's it's its own weird, ugly thing. But every character has such a defined silhouette. It's so easy to like yeah. identify. Yeah. yeah, it's so quick. It's so quick. I, I really like it. It is. I mean, it's disgusting to look at. Um, <laughs> oh, is that? It? Yes. Yeah, it's great. I think it's yeah. a it's a very 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 fun show. It's uh, <laughs> I really recommend it. Offensive to the eyes, but yes. very uh, it, it's, enjoyable. Yeah. It's so bizarre, and at eleven minutes, it's a great time. Yes. So like yeah. everyone's posture's shit. You yeah, know, it's just like it's it is. Like, Everything's you know? hunched and gross. It's like Foster's home for imagination. Yeah, yeah. Friends, it, it, how everything yeah. had it, it's it had, a different. Everything had a look, and it was like yeah. a little too detailed, but not 
so detailed. It's very weird. Very, very weird. Yeah. Um, not not Ren and Stimpy close-up detailed? Yeah. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> they have a couple of shots where they do exactly that, and you know it's from that Ren and Stimpy sort of thinking. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, I, I definitely recommend Smiling Friends. It's, it's it's really funny. And I'm sure it's on HBO Max eventually because it's on Adult Swim. Oh, I'm binging indeed. Steven Universe. That shit, like... Oh, yeah? I'm, like, crying every other episode. Oh. That show, I'm so invested in, like... It's a really good show. I'm getting why there was so much hype behind all the Steven Universe shit. Hmm. It's mm. very well made. That was on Disney, right? On Disney XD? Or no, it was on uh, Cartoon Network. Uh, oh, Cartoon Network, yeah. It, was? it, okay. it apparently okay. just went through, like, the worst production hell. And this is all secondhand information for my girlfriend. But it's just, like... For what it was, I am having a great time watching it, and it was just like, yeah, we're going to cancel it. And they're like, no, 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 bring it back, bring it back. And they're like, fine, one more season. And it was just like, I don't understand why a show like that. I'm glad that it's over because there's a finite amount, and it, from what I can tell, it won't lose quality. Mm-hmm. You know how those shows just kind of drag on? Sure. For, yeah, but like, it's, it's a great show. I'm so happy yeah, to like watch SpongeBob it. is still on, and it's been on for 22 years. Like that. SpongeBob is suffering from this thing, and it's... I have to be careful with my words. Oh, I like this. Yeah, here we so, go. So, no, it's it's the people that are making SpongeBob now were the fans of SpongeBob before. Oh, so yeah. it's very derivative comedy. So yeah. it's not groundbreaking and it's well, not. It's the Simpsons. It's not changing. Yeah. 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 Because the original SpongeBob's crazy. Hey, this episode is also brought to you by Peacemaker and the new podcast by Rooster Teeth, Podly. Uh, a new team, a new mission, all in the name of peace. Peacemaker explores the origins of Peacemaker himself. You know John Cena's character from James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Big, hulking John Cena. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Peacemaker believes in peace at any cost, no matter how many people he has to kill to get it. The series also has other people like Freddie Stroma as Vigilante, Jennifer Holland as Harcourt, a bunch of great cast members, plus our friends Ify and Fiona, uh, host the podcast Podly, so you should check that out. So stream new episodes of Peacemaker on HBO Max now, and listen to Podly, uh, the Peacemaker podcast on HBO Max, the HBO Max and DC YouTube channels, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're listening to Spotify, Apple, whichever ones, I don't care. Uh, if you want to rock some Peacemaker merch, we also got that. You can head on over to shop.dccomics.com for the latest drops. Uh, And in case you want to dive deeper into these characters, the lore of Peacemaker, uh, DC Universe Infinite's Peacemaker comics are free to read with registration. That is a dope deal. Free. Uh, So yeah, make sure to catch Peacemaker on HBO Max uh, at hbomax.com slash peacemaker and tune into the official podcast with our friends Ify and Fiona at Podly. Yeah, that's the name of it. Podly. All right, thanks. There's an amazing documentary about the making of the like first season of SpongeBob, yeah, and, like how he pitched it because the uh, Stephen Hill Hillenberg or Hillenberg, yeah, I can't remember. Um, he was like a marine biologist, like like student who was also into illustration and cartoons. So his life was like under the sea, and he had like these comics he made for some like uh, some like facility he worked at in in LA, and they're like, "This is really good. You should pitch this." And all these, I mean, the, the famous story of like. Every place turned it down because oh, like, of course, yeah. yeah. This isn't a kids show, but it's also not funny enough for adults to be an adult show. Mm-hmm. Um, but like their writing meetings was they would let, or they're like how their writing worked is they would let the animators pitch like gags and bits, and they would connect the gags or the scenes sort of like through a narrative. With the writing and but stuff. like if a, if one animator was like trying to think of like a fan, like the like like Man Ray in the wallet thing. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know SpongeBob. But um, that whole thing was like an animator's idea that, that it would just be funny to banter back and forth about like this not being Patrick's wallet. And then like the writers were like, cool, let's take that. And we're going to write an episode around it. That makes so much sense. And, there's, and it would be like, they would have to pitch their ideas in front of like all the other, like all the writers and all the other animators. So they'd ha- there's like this amazing shot of like 
this wall of storyboards and all these like different animatics that they had drawn and the animator who drew it has to go and like tell the jokes and the, the louder the, that's the, awesome the louder, wow. the louder everyone laughs the more likely it's going to make it into an episode wow. there's there's that's like really a scene cool. in in uh it's the marching band one which is like the classic mm-hmm. and it's the guys in the front are twirling the batons and they make them go faster and faster until they turn into helicopters and fly away <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like who wrote that and mm-hmm. it's like now that makes sense that was probably an animator that was just like ah oh, then they do this and then they do this yeah i think I think a lot of animation is done uh, in storyboards mm-hmm. now where um, if you can sort of get the idea across and storyboard a lot of it and write a lot of the jokes and a lot of like the action in the storyboard without just going like, here's essentially what it looks like in coverage. I think a lot of like animation, a lot of cartoon is done there. Yeah. And hopefully uh, Andrew Douglas is, uh, does yeah. storyboarding and everything. And uh, I think that's a lot of what he goes through is putting a lot into storyboards yeah. where you go, isn't this what animation is for? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's like, you know, it, it's kind of a lost art uh, of the kind of like Looney Tunes principle of like using the medium to its absolute maximum advantage right. where it's like, cause like some animation does it, some animation does it, some animation doesn't do it. But I think, like, that's one of my favorite things about, like, Looney Tunes, Simpsons, Spongebob. Like, obviously, like, oh, that was a joke that was clearly thought up by someone who, like, either was an animator or thought very, thought like an animator. Like, how can we use, like, every part of the buffalo in this medium, in this episode, to tell as many jokes Mm -hmm. and kinds of jokes as possible in like the given amount of time it's like that's something that's very visual that's a visual gag Mm. there's like a very very famous disney anime i think it's disney that like they were really just trying to replicate like real life movement animation and he came in with the idea of like well this isn't real life like what if we what if we went ridiculous with it so when like wiley coyote runs off the edge of a mountain he freezes and runs in place yeah. for like five seconds <laughs> uh-huh. and he was the guy who came up with that that like influenced so much so that, that tex avery uh sort of school of thought and everything and and it's i agree it's using the medium to its fullest and i think where you see that now is um and not even for any jokes it's anime mm-hmm. um absolutely and, and and i think that's why you see a lot of trappings and failings of adapting anime into a live action thing mm-hmm. because you're not going to make i don't know if you know this anime fans are terrible and you're not going to make any of them happy but the, um, the weebs and weebs or yeah I just messed up my you're mind. not gonna yeah, you're yeah. not gonna make any of them happy since the yeah. <laughs> uh, by by making the show exactly like how the anime was and then you're not going to make them happy by changing any of it so why adapt it if that's the case you have to take sort of the core and then build something outward from it like a cowboy bebop or whatever and it's just like well here's something that really fell apart because it wasn't far enough mm-hmm. in one direction or the other and it just like sat in the middle and it d- d- doesn't kind of hit because yeah. the anime has like these i think you can look at like a lot of stuff in color use and, and things like that where there's like tableaus and very like easy to kind of reference pieces where you go wow what a masterful piece that they really use the animation to tell this story and then netflix went how much money does it cost to just make a live action thing? Because we don't care if it's good, just make it. Yeah. And then that's what. Then the dog is there, and they just did it. And then have you? Do you guys watch Demon Slayer? 
Hell, I don't watch fucking. I don't watch. Yeah, I know you do. By you guys, yeah. I meant do Andrew or Blaine <laughs> watch Demon yeah. Slayer. <laughs> like my girlfriend, like Chris and I were screaming at the TV in the last episode. I, I'm not caught up. I just started because Randy is like a you know. Randy has gone from being my best friend has gone from never watching anime to now nine months later he has a Naruto tattoo on his leg. Oh he, my he, god! He just went through a crash <laughs> course. In, I mean, <laughs> Randy are just you went, serious? Randy like, went through a crash course in anime and now he's like in love with you, it. It's the cool fucking anime tattoo I've ever seen. That's that is, crazy. That is wild. That's really crazy. Yeah, Holy I mean, shit. You know Randy, though. Oh, oh I do. No, it's not. It's just like, <laughs> I, whoa. Um, wow. It's an amazing, like, Rock Lee tattoo that he has. On, it's like, drunken fighting Rock Lee, which is a hilarious thing that he got tattooed on him. But he told me to watch Demon Slayer, and I was like, okay, because I... He's I recommending anime to you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I... What is... What the... <laughs> what, a, I, what a world. I, I, what I, a I don't watch world. it anime. I, like, wow. I respect the craft of it, but, like, like when someone's like, you should watch this anime, I'm like, cool. Wow. They're like, there's 950 episodes. <laughs> and half of them are filler that you kind of need to watch. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Nah. But but then Randy's like, watch Demon Slayer. And I started in the first episode, I like teared up. And yep. I was like, the editing and the music and the choreography of this is like one of the most insane things I've, like of any medium I've ever witnessed. Mm -hmm. so I was Fucking like, rad. Anyway, love Demon Slayer. Are you doing, are you doing subs or dubs? Uh, I'm doing subbed for everything. Okay, yeah. yeah. I did the dubs for, like, episode one of Demon Slayer, and no offense to any, like, English voiceover actors, but it just hit fucking different when you were listening to the J Japanese version. Yeah. Man, that shows... It also, I mean, with subs. anything, like, watching a foreign film or anything, you are so much more engaged when you have to, like... Oh, 100%. Pay attention? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, when, oh, when you can't be on your phone the whole time? Exactly. Yeah, wild. Exactly. It's yeah. like that, that Bong... Uh, Junho. Yeah, Bong Junho quote about like if Americans could just get over the one inch barrier yep. that is. Yep. <laughs> that is something. It, it really like yeah. I've been trying to watch like a lot of like uh French film and catch up on just like a lot of old like criterion stuff and everything. And man, it really helps when something is subtitled mm -hmm. and you can't understand it because you gotta really dial in. Yeah, exactly. And and I haven't had to dial into like media in like a very long time. I know my mom watched uh, Squid Game when I was like what everyone was talking about, and mm -hmm. she's like, my mom like speaks different languages, and she didn't know that there was an option to listen to it in like Korean. Yeah. So she's like, I can't get over how fucking stupid everyone sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. We watch it in Korean. And yeah. She's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this is way better now." That makes like, sense. Yeah. <laughs> I watched an example of the uh, the Korean or the English dub for that, and it was it's rough. It, yeah. I would like not enjoy watching it because of that. Yeah, it makes know? sense. Yeah. Um, conversely, if there's anime, I'm watching. I'm going to uh, Alamo tonight mm. uh, because they're showing Boogie Nights in 35 millimeter. I almost <laughs> I almost got a ticket to go to that. Yeah, they still have tickets on sale today. I guess so. I'm I'm going. It's like at 6:30. I can't wait. That's, I'm so fucking. That's I love that's my, that movie. That's one of my favorite. God, star, a big shot. Oh, big man, bright shining star. I can't star. wait. I've never seen it on the big screen. I can't wait to see how big it is. It's big, so big. big I can't wait. Marky Mark fan. I yeah, you love that. Mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. I, and that's what I like about seeing Licorice Pizza because it was in 70 millimeter. And yeah. Just that like the moment before it starts and you hear the projector kick in. Uh huh. And you're just like, oh my god, this is so nice. Uh, I did. I I saw Boogie Nights uh at the Alamo back when uh in 35 millimeter. It's it fucking rules that so, so much. It's so good. You're gonna see you're gonna, character seeing rocks. it seeing it in like in a theater on the big screen is just ugh. What a trip! I'm so I'm jealous. Like, I just dude, I just love it. I just love that movie. I just I can't. I mean, I'm so excited to see it. So. Boogie Nights. I had a weird relationship with that because I remember going to Blockbuster when I was a kid and seeing the cover where it's Mark Wahlberg's character as a cartoon unzipping <laughs> his pants. He's got like pink underwear on, and I always would like walk by and double take at that. And then I noticed he was a dude, and I was just like, I feel so weird. <laughs> wow, we're learning a lot. Blame. Wow, wow. I just it was just like one of those things that like it caught my eye every time, and it was like I don't know how to feel, and then I just. 
go to the video games in 64. Here we go. <laughs> I got I got to go look at Mario. I have to go look at Mario. I have to look at Mario right now. Wahoo. Uh, hey, if you've liked what you've watched so far with this podcast, not over yet, uh, how do you like it so far? You can go to rtxevent.com and you can get tickets to RTX. That's right. For on sale for first members on January 24th to the general public on January 26th. Uh, we'll be in Austin at the Austin Convention Center. Is that what it's called? On uh, July 4th <laughs> weekend. And we're all, we'll all be there. So if you want to see more of this live, direct, in your face, at you, in front of you, uh, you can come. Bring some friends and uh, make a weekend out of it. And then uh, say, wow, missed this for years and years. And uh, <laughs> it'll be worth it. So if you're a first member, January 24th. If you're a general public, a regular person, normal human man, or woman, or person, you can just check out with dogs. Yeah. Buy tickets, I suppose. Uh, general public. Check <laughs> it out. I have to have a vest, but yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a vest for your dog and you want your dog to come to RTX, I don't know if they can, you can go to rtxevent.com <laughs> and check out if they can. You scan that QR code and check it out. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of other events, uh, since this is the plug section, uh, rtxevent.com is also where you can check out uh, tickets for Face Jam Live in Chicago and our podcast tour dates that uh, we have coming up. We'll be doing RT Podcast live at the Stateside Theater on April 1st, the anniversary of Rooster Teeth. We'll be doing a live podcast there. <laughs> or on... will they? Whoa! You might show up and nobody will be there. <laughs> Joke's on you. Pre we did a prank on you. Uh, I'm trying to see how far I can go and get money to do something to celebrate because it's the anniversary of Rooster Teeth. It's his yeah. birthday and everything. I'm trying to get a donkey to have beer out front because I don't oh. think they're going to like let it inside. I'd like to have a beer. I've been to donkey. Two weddings that yes, are beer me donkeys. too, and that's why I want the beer bro. I've never heard of this in my life. Yeah, it's They're a donkey, great. and he just kind of walks around, and you can have beer. I I thought I had made a connection, but I was just very intoxicated when I had this interaction <laughs> with this donkey, and I thought it just loved me, and I was just I was like talking to it through its beautiful eyes. You were just drunk. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, it got to the point where the guy that was like leading the donkey was like, "Okay, we're gonna go." Over this <laughs> I wasn't gonna like fuck please, the donkey, but I was definitely leave like this donkey alone. Thank you. It was definitely like we were Shrek to the donkey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Shrek, like best friends oh, reunited donkey. after years. Oh, it's so amazing. cool. <laughs> Is this guy bothering you, donkey? <laughs> Wait, when is RTX proper? Uh, it's the uh, it's July Fourth weekend. Okay, I'm trying to keep in I, like so. I, I busted my fucking arm. I tore my bicep, uh -huh. uh, and I'm trying to see if I can get back on track size wise mm -hmm. by then. When, because I have baby arm now. When do you get that off? Uh, this is my last day that I have to wear it. What? And then I really? Yeah. No. So like, I tore the bicep, and then six days later was in surgery. Uh huh. Shout out Texas for Orthopedics. They're obviously not obviously not sponsoring this episode, <laughs> but they were fucking great. Uh huh. And uh, they're like kind of fast tracking me. <clears throat> yeah. Because it was such a fresh wound, and they were able to fix it so quickly. And they also were like, I've talked to my doctor about this, and he was kind of like saying, he's like, I I know that you like working out and that's mm -hmm. your thing so we're gonna try to take good care of you mm -hmm. you're not an old man who's gonna be sitting on his ass like mm -hmm. so they're 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 being very accommodating for my lifestyle that's cool but i you still can't stop the fact that it's healing for another eight weeks so what's your physical therapy gonna be looking like when you get that off tomorrow 
Uh, well, no. So I've been I've been taking it off, and I'm already doing physical therapy. Wow. I don't I don't get to do strength training that's for really so, like two to three insane. weeks. How yeah. fast that was? Yeah. yeah. But it is that used to just be if you were like in the year like six, uh, <laughs> that you just die. I think. I think your bicep tears, <laughs> and then they go leave them on the side of the road. So I could have. <laughs> we just invented roads. What is a road? We, we've <laughs> just tamped this down for the donkeys to walk. Leave him. So what could have happened? The donkey has beer. No. Quick, quick, like, uh, what, what's what's the trigger warning for in the next minute? I'm going to talk about my what happened. Okay, okay. Is that the climbing gym? Uh, there's a thing called a dyno. So where you make a very dynamic movement, and basically, I jumped off of one foothold and then was reaching up to a ledge to grab it with both hands. Uh, I went up with it with a lot of force, probably overshot it. Uh, I made it with both hands. My right hand slipped off, and then all of my weight went down on oh. my left arm, mm -hmm. and then I heard. The pop. So the, uh -huh. that was the bicep tendon actually disconnecting. Uh -huh. And oh, basically, yeah. there's a scar now. Kind of looks like a vagina. They had to go inside. Nah, hell yeah. Fuck okay, yeah. I'm back in. Tear, I'm back. tear me up. Tear me up. <laughs> fish out the tendon. Attach it to a button. Put in a metal rod. Loop the button through the metal rod. And now it's reconnected. Okay. Oh. I'm done. I'm done explaining. I'm done explaining. <laughs> so basically, yeah. Like, my, my life is kind of fucked for a while. I'm still lifting weights. But it's... It's really difficult, mm -hmm. and I'm only doing this side, so there's going to be some, you know, disparity. Asymmetry. Asymmetry, which is, you know, a big bother, but, uh... Do you know about my elbow dislocation story? No. <sighs> Tell me more. This podcast took a turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another trigger warning if, if bones and breaking <laughs> things hurt you. Uh, it's yeah, the I'll, most, see, I'll see I, you guys I'm just going to out myself. It's <laughs> like the... It's, it's the funniest story to laugh. Laugh at me. It's fine. Oof. It happened mm. getting out of the shower. Uh-huh. Oh, and no. I went to grab a towel. This uh -huh. was, a, it was right when I moved to Austin. I, I, uh, <laughs> I remember this because you were trying to take photos and you're like, I know. Uh -huh. It's like how far I've grown. I, I remember it happened and I was like apologizing to everyone. Uh -huh. I was like, so afraid I was going to lose my job. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy dislocated his elbow. <laughs> no, I was like, He's out of right. here. Take him out back. Um, so, yeah. And I, I went to grab a towel, put too much weight on it, and slipped. And put my arm out to catch myself, and all my weight went into my arm, yep. and the elbow bent the other way. Oh! <laughs> Gosh! Yeah, dog. Jesus um, Christ! And oh. I remember like laying in the tub, and <laughs> <laughs> naked, and water. My the I could I was going to shock because I could see the bone almost like breaking. Oh. Um, uh -huh. And then went to the hospital, they put me under, popped it back in, but it was like two months before I could, I mean, it was physical therapy, it was like every day, it was kind of like, alright, let's see if, like, they had like a thing to measure my movement every, every day I went. Yeah, you're I was going like three times a week, and it was just like, alright, this week we moved like half a centimeter. Yeah. I was like, cool, and that was like a couple months of that. And then <sighs> That's why I'm surprised that, I mean, it's different because it's not bones, I'm surprised that you can move your arm, it's, but I guess. It's the flexion and extension, I've been working on it like crazy, what's getting me is the, uh, Turning. supination <laughs> and the pronation, mm -hmm. which is something that I'm, like, working on. They got me doing some weird shit, they, they gave me a thing that looked like a fucked up wand, where it was like, a zigzaggy maze with a washer on it. Oh, I had to do something similar, yeah. And I have to just spin yep. it with my arm, yep. and I'm just going, that. ah! <laughs> by the end of it, I want to fucking throw the thing. Wow. What is, so, this is going to be a very stupid question, but when, when you get it off and you start working out again, is your bicep still the same size? Or no. Is, okay. So it, is, it is drastically smaller. Okay. I'm also going to have, like, some differences in, like, my shoulder. My tricep, my chest. Yeah. Because I can't activate any of those muscles or use them without activating my bicep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So it's just I'm just gonna be uh, fucking what is it Kingler from Pokemon? Yeah, Who's that yeah. Pokemon? It's Blaine. <laughs> I had this big it's, fucking arm, well, and no, then I got this little you one. You know, you know who Callum Von Moger is? He tore his bicep twice. Yeah, his story's crazy. Too I mean, many times. Yeah. That's he, too too many. He was and, bicep curling 400 pounds with another guy. Yep, and, and then just, it and tore. there's a video of it. it just split, and it just. And then he was like, <laughs> he was like twelve weeks into recovery, maybe even further. Was like right along track, uh -huh. and then he went mountain climbing. He was belaying, and he lost control. Something was wrong with his belay. He not only uh, tore or dislocated his like was a hamstring or something, Off. but he also reached out to grab with his janky arm, and then he tore retore his same bicep. Ah, uh, this episode of the RT podcast brought to you by wincing. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, that's all I've been doing for the last fifteen uh, minutes. I, I will say this will be the last thing I say about uh, it because it did make me very proud. Uh, they had to send me my surgery notes. Oh, I saw this on the and, Yeah, me too. <laughs> I posted to close friends. They had to send me my surgery notes, and it basically was just like a line by line, minute by minute, what happened during surgery. And there was a line, well, at the very top, they were like, Blaine is a very, uh, he's a big climbing and lifting advocate. Like, mm -hmm. they were talking about all that stuff, and I was like, okay, cool. And then it said, during surgery, we found that because of the patient's large muscles, we had to adjust his tourniquet because they were too large and they were getting in the way or some bullshit like and that. Then it, and it said, auga, auga, uh, like, agony, agony. Patient was erect most of surgery. <laughs> but I was like, I they read it. They drew a horny I, wolf in the corner. I was like, my girlfriend was right there. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And, uh, what? And I was like, like, my muscles were medically recognized for their size. <laughs> By doctors and professionals. Uh, yeah, the doctors and nurses wrote down. <laughs> Very proud. Um, Very good. But yeah, how, how does it feel? I know it's been sort of like you're in this sort of like structural piece. It's a robot arm. Yep. How how does it feel actually like? Moving it compared to like your other arm does it this right now is fine It's once I get to the end of this I can feel a stretch that you don't no normally Are you feel. worried that it's gonna snap right now? I'm yeah, of course okay, no, okay, no. And then when it. I bring it in oh, right here oh, the uh -huh. scar is right there Yeah, so I really start to feel pressure oh, on you the have scar. A sick scar now. It's a big fucking sick scar. Yeah it's, again looks like a vagina right now Gonna be real cool in like a month or two. That's awesome. When it looks like two vaginas yeah. <laughs> Uh and, it turns into boobs. But like moving <laughs> moving this this and this too far, uh, it's the same thing as like if you like roll your ankle and you feel that fresh mm. shooting pain, oh, like okay. a nerve okay. touching it. Mm. Because wanna, they had to move things around and it's all just I, I wanna say because I knowing you, I know you're probably self conscious. You look so cool with that thing on. Thanks, dog. Yeah, you should get two. <laughs> You inside what really like like if we were in the future and you had to have that permanently and it was like chrome that'd be so yeah cool. like if you got some on like your legs and Maybe. everyone's just like this guy must well guy it looks legs. it looks yeah. like it looks like that thing they strapped to Batman in uh, Dark Knight Rises they strapped to his like legs uh -huh. to keep him like uh, Asking, yeah yeah walking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's well it is funny because my Dungeons and Dragons character on Tales from the Stinky Dragon subscribe and listen now it's a great show uh, he he has a prosthetic. Uh, arm, and now I'm like living. I, I know his life a little bit. Not really, because I can still move my fucking arm. But uh, yeah, it's, it was a humbling experience, <laughs> and I am going to take my stretching and exercising way more serious because your body, you only got one of them. So please fucking no take way. care of I'm it. I'm getting. Did you see the guy who got the pig heart? I'm I'm living forever. I'm gonna be more pig than man. Nicholas Cage. No, there's a guy. There's a real thing where a guy was on like a heart transplant list. I guess. This is all I think what I've gleaned from this. He had a heart. He's on the heart transplant list, but like really low, and he did like the. 
I think it was like a thing where like he had to follow like these steps, and it's like ah, we're not really. He's not really following the steps. Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, okay, look, we have like this artificial pig heart thing. We could put it in you, and we could try. And he went, let's do it. He has a pig heart. That yeah, has a pig heart. An artificial like stem cell grown like yep. pig heart. So, which is my favorite thing is what is is the there was absolutely a moment when the doctor leaned in a bit was yep. like, yeah, I mean you're really not following these uh, procedures, but uh, if you want a pig heart, just kind of like. I've been talking. I, I can get to, you on this afternoon. I've been talking to Michael about it because we want to become, I think, more pig than man. Pigman. <laughs> yeah. Pigman. Yeah. Like, how big's a hog's hog? Like, what can we do to like get like hog limbs? Do you want to be like top half pig or bottom half? No, I think it's just parts. I think it's just pig parts. <laughs> One arm. But yeah, it doesn't have to be arms. It can just be. It can just be tusks. Yeah. Oh, big old boar tusks. Ooh. But do crazy ears break his heart now? Like, does he? If he eats bacon, is he like? Does he get heartburn? But for a different reason. You're asking if the artificially grown stem cell pig heart feels bad when it is fed pig? Ba bacon. Yeah. I, you know what, Blaine? Yeah. Oh, man. Have you guys seen The Lobster? No. That movie no. looks so depressing. It does. Yeah. I could. Do, you know do you know the premise? Yes. yes. Okay. You, you turn into an animal if you don't. Yeah, you turn into like love. whatever your spirit animal is uh -huh. if you don't find love within like a certain amount of time staying at this hotel. Yeah. So like one day this person he's like becomes friends with like who he thinks he's like getting into becomes like an animal. He's like, oh. It's really, it's really sad. But his whole thing is he's gonna become a lobster mm -hmm. if he doesn't find love. It's it, it, a depressing right. movie. It's, okay. it's not that bad. It's fine. <laughs> I, I you heard it here. Also, what, a ring, what a ringing endorsement <laughs> that was. It's pretty good. It's fine. Yeah. Also, Euphoria season two, not depressing. It's fine. It's good. Jesus, <laughs> is it depressing though? It's dark. Yeah. It, no, there, I'm kidding. There's like some content like everyone on the planet Earth should watch Schindler's List. Mm -hmm. Fucking it peak of cinema. Mm -hmm. It, I cannot gear myself. Euphoria? What's up? How are you going to tie this back into Euphoria? I, well, no, I'm just saying it's such a bummer <laughs> movie that I can't like hype myself up and be like, you know what? I'm going to drink a beer and watch Schindler's List. That sounds fucking like That's a Saturday not... <laughs> night. Like right. I have to like yeah, yeah, yeah. ready it's myself. Like, yes, so you have to steal yourself. Yes, steal Euphoria, yourself. Euphoria is not Schindler's List. It's like it is dramatic and traumatic, but it's not like the darkest thing that's happened. Yeah. I guess so. just like content like that, though, it's hard for me to be like, I'm already. This is fucking in the oh, I get the, it. The fucking no, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I just, I need feel good. I need Ted Lasso but that's, bullshit. But that's an age thing. I think that, I think that that comes with age. I think you just get to a point where you're like, well, I've been beaten down for about 30, 35 years. Um, anything good happening anywhere, literally anywhere at any given time? Can yeah. I watch something Can that I... like just isn't gonna just go, hey fucker, hey fucker, hey fucker, <laughs> and like rub my face in it? Uh, yeah. Well, I, from a filmmaker's perspective, I feel like you would love. The, the way it's shot and edited in this whole new season is being shot on Ektachrome 35, which I think... Oh, that's really cool. It's the first new... It's the first show since they brought Ektachrome back to mm -hmm. be shot entirely on 35mm Ektachrome. Wow. It um, looks fucking incredible. It's, yeah. It, I mean, the way they edit the score and how they tie in, like, real music and then, uh, like, the score and it's just the, the cinematography, it's all unbelievable. And if you like Zendaya, it's like, she, yeah. ca she carries the That's awesome. Show. That's yeah. a lot of really cool trivia for a show I'm never gonna watch. That's fine. It's fantastic. <laughs> I think, like, uh... You know, getting that those like comfort, like comfort shows, like mm -hmm. we call them or whatever. Uh, like, I there there are things like that, like pieces of media. Like, I, I haven't watched Euphoria, but like the, where it's like, oh, the you should watch this, but mm. I'm never in a mood to watch it. Yeah, it's like it's fair. like I have a I have a few things on that list where I'm like, man, I really want to watch this, but I am never in the mood to watch this thing. Yeah. And yep. then there are things that I've seen that I would like, like Schindler's List, where, like I would consider one of those things, it's like essential viewing. Yeah, I'll never watch it again. Right. Yeah, yeah. Be but I think everyone should watch it once. Mm -hmm. I feel like like Nightcrawler is another one of those movies mm -hmm. that was just like, man, that movie was peak Jake Gyllenhaal. That movie was 
fucked up and it was affecting and like it was incredible. I never want to watch it again. Yeah, like I never need to see it again. But man, I think you should probably movie. watch it. I yeah. think I saw Euphoria when it came out the first season. I was like a few episodes behind, and I maybe I'm just fucked up. And I just sat there and watched like four hours of it. And I was like, Oh my god! I was like, This is so oh, good. And what then, the fuck, and dude? And then Cameron Pester, he was like, He's been putting off watching it. And I'm mm. like, Dude, just as like inspiration, you should watch this. And we watched an episode last night. And I was like, We're gonna watch an episode, but let's like save. A couple hours where if you really like the first episode we watch the second and the first episode and then he goes wow that was really good i need like a week before the second episode yeah. did, did cedar watch it as well yeah yeah that sounds like not something that is upper alley if i had i don't want to watch euphoria i do want to watch cedar watching euphoria just to see what happens <laughs> she like <a> <laughs> Poor Cameron. Cameron was like, she loves Gossip Girl. And I was like, that's not even close. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, this is like Breaking Bad meets the Skins show from the UK. This is not Gossip Girl. Ca but um, Cameron's squad team forces like video and he's an editor. Yeah. Mm. For um, context. Oh, sorry. yeah, definitely. And uh, <laughs> she, I think she liked it. Somebody, somebody on Twitter called Euphoria A24 Degrassi. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> My, my favorite is the TikTok, wow. the TikTok trend of like, that's, awesome. oh, that's pretty good. Like getting ready for school, but forgot I go to Euphoria High. And yeah. It's just turn, it's <laughs> like changing in her outfit. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like showing so much skin. Uh, I've seen a lot of, there's, uh, it gives a fuck about Twitter discourse, but it's people who uh, have too much to say and too much time on their hands. So mm -hmm. they have opinions about things. Mm -hmm. And um, they, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're like, <laughs> Euphoria is pretty ridiculous. It's not realistic. This is not what high school is like. Ah, yes, Dawson's Creek, the thing that's just like high school. <laughs> Fucking, oh, are you fucking out of your mind? What teen show has yeah. ever been made? What? Saved by the Bell? Are you out of your mind? No. What teen show has ever been made that has been uh, a classic high school experience? I don't know about you, Eric, but mm -hmm. my high school was High School Musical 2. 2. The second one, <laughs> yeah. not the first yeah. one. Mine was the first one. <laughs> maybe maybe the closest thing that's ever been made to like an accurate mm -hmm. high school experience is probably Freaks and Geeks. And that show, mm -hmm. like, nothing happens on that no. show. Yeah. It's just about relationships and like, Awkward moments and growing pains and going through puberty. It's very accurate, but it's not sensational. Was yeah. that a Gus Van Sant movie that like Elephant? That's like about like school shootings or something. It was like the post Columbine yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, because it's not about Columbine, but like that's like the like supposed yeah, to be yeah, yeah. And all of the stuff that leads up to like all of that in that movie is like well, that's what I remember from high school. Nothing happens. Mm -hmm. It is just people sort of walking along, people talking to each other, other people staring at the floor or into the middle distance, and you just go, well, yeah, that's, well, who the fuck wants to watch this? <laughs> Boring as shit. Yeah. Terrible. 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 So Euphoria, I think, is being judged poorly by people who are, just have a lot to say. But have no conviction. Yeah, to they're, anything they're homeschooled. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. They just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every public school is like Euphoria, actually. <laughs> oh man. Um we should probably get to wrapping this up because this is again a pre-recorded episode. Um we still have to do a post show. There's still there's things going on. Um there's look, we're we gotta make money, man. We're making money. We gotta make it to boogie nights. Cashing mm -hmm. checks and got, snapping necks. That's got, all we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta make it to boogie nights. Um but thank you very much for watching. Don't forget to get your tickets at rtxevent.com. Check out Andrew's duck painting. It's right there at the bottom. You see that? It looks oh, great. Oh, hey, look at there. Oh. Have you not noticed that? No. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. Painting the ducks that Andrew That's did. a duck. It's right there. It's, right it's been there for like weeks now. Oh, yeah. Well, hell yeah. Yeah, it's not like we just put it there for you. I oh. Well, it's okay. not. Come on. Let's have some consideration <laughs> here. Um, Blaine, any final thoughts? Blaine? Guys, what's going to happen right now is Blaine is going to do a big ending for us, and we're going to go out on top. And take it away, Blaine. Oh, uh, 
<laughs> Were you Nancy Pelosi and Here we go. Uh, you got it. Drink your drink water and do it's a lot of stretches. Don't snap your fucking bicep because then the the tendon will shoot up into your shoulder. <sighs> you have a big fucking lump up here, and you'll oh. be like, "Oh God, fuck!" That's it. Goodbye. Words to live by. <laughs> Goodbye.